Hey everyone, this is Jeff, your DM. Uh, just throwing in a small reminder here that all these day off episodes are actually closed sessions, so the other players aren't listening to them. They're just for you guys. Alright, I hope you enjoy the episode. This is Jeff, your DM, and this is Big Campaign Stories. Uh, we're doing something a little different this time. With travel and holidays going on, rather than getting everyone together, we're doing a fun little thing with each player and having a day off episode to explore the world and see what their character does when they're not fighting abominations or flipping cars. So, to get started, today we have Sean. Hello. All right, Sean, go ahead and give me that lightsaber check. All right. Come on, roll on the desk. Alas, but an eight. After the breakfast you guys all have at Goodberry's across the street, Lucius will head down below into his study. You'll have the rest of the day to kind of relax and do as you wish before going to bed the night before your day off. Boys, we had a really rough week. It's time that we all took a break. So I've wired you some credits. Um, don't come in tomorrow. Just... Go off and just have a personal day. I mean, I've given you enough to to purchase a new drone as well. Just go off and have fun. We'll see you the next day. That is the message you get from Lucius. So you wake up to a nice cold autumn day. It is a bit overcast. Since you sleep at the office, or since you have a room at the requisition building, you can hear Barry up and about. You can hear Gore out by the front desk. You cannot hear Lucius. But otherwise, it's pretty quiet in here. I'm going to get dressed in my my usual stretchy pants and hoodie mm -hmm. with a, just a T underneath. And going to be heading down to the drone zone. How far is that from the office? A few bus stops. Okay. I think I'll walk it. Yeah. As you get ready and head out of the building, you can see Barry has a green tea in hand. There's no sign of Cobbler, the cat that was left here the other day. Mm -hmm. and Gore's at the front desk with his feet up, playing on his phone. He'll give you the standard, Morning, Fours! Morning, Gore. You didn't get the day off? Nah, somebody's got to be here to answer the phone. Ah, and I will... Barry, you drink tea? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of cock my head to the side. Uh, yes, uh, I do enjoy tea very much. He'll look at it guiltily, I guess I'd say. But this was, a, this was a gift. Oh, wait, what? From who? Oh, he'll look around for a moment. Oh, don't tell Lucius, but Oswald swung in early to get Cobbler and bring me a tea. Ah. You would hear Gore behind you. <laughs> he didn't bring me anything. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for an awkward beat, and I'll say, are you going to drink that? No, I, I don't think I shall. <laughs> you want me to take it off your hands? Oh, please. And he'll hand it off to you. Awesome. Yeah, you got a nice warm cup of green tea with honey in it. All right. Yeah, I'll uh, take the... I'm assuming there's a cap on it. Yep. That's what I'm picturing. I'll take the cap off, give it a big sniff, and then I'll say, well, it's my day off. Have a great day for us. Yep. And uh, I'll awkwardly walk out the front door with my tea. Yeah. You'll walk outside 
as you open the door to step out onto the street uh-huh. on a small individual powered hedron vehicle, a small scooter, a human will pull up and grab a coffee and take it inside using that you've opened the door to walk in. I'll kind of step, do a sidestep and flatten myself against the door to uh, allow them to pass. Yeah, they'll thank you very much as they pass by and you can hear them inside. Delivery for Gore? That's me. I, I wonder if uh, Oswald is, was uh, covering his bases. <laughs> he sent a, sent a coffee delivery. Or if that was Gore. With that across street, you can see Goodberries is opening and some of the local people in the area are heading in for breakfast. All right. It would feel weird to me going there without the crew. So I'm going to head on down the sidewalk. All righty. Yeah, Shropdell will wave at you as you pass. Does he have an opponent? He does not. Well, shoot, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I, we're going to have to see the 11-int uh, guy play some chess. All righty. Would you say Fours has played chess before? Oh, 10-int, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think he would have. Okay. So, yeah, he's going to have to teach me. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stroll up. I got next game. Shrop will chuckle and, well, yeah, no, take a seat. I got the board set up all warmed and ready. All right. Is this one of those uh, big park chess boards or like his own personal one? His own personal one. Okay. With your knowledge nature, you can tell this is a well-made board. All of this seems to be made of dark wood. It looks like something that he takes care of very well. Nice. Once you say you don't know how to play, he will be very excited to teach you how to. Right. I gotta settle in here. So, so, uh, how do I get my pieces back after I lose them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well uh, you can you can only get pieces back if you get these ones to the other side. Okay. I'll be trying all sorts of illegal moves. <laughs> What's to stop me from just sweeping the board? And he would say, "Well, the rules." <laughs> all right. I guess after a couple of false starts of trying to do things without fully understanding the rules, I'll just let him explain and probably go through a a test run. Let him teach. Yeah. No, he will take his time as he goes through how you, how you open, how you move pieces, what each one means and what they can do. He seems to talk about it with a passion and fervor of something that he considers to be more than just a game, but important example for life. He will spend as much time as you're willing to spend with him going over and teaching you fundamentals. But during the game, he would ask about you. Have you been with the Estabolts for quite a while now? Uh, yeah. A couple of years. I remember, right? What do, what do you want to know? And I'll make a move that I think is too sweet. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm using that correctly. <laughs> I'll, I'll make a move that I think is uh, super clever and diabolical. Okay, let's do an opposed <laughs> intelligence check on this. Oh, boy. See any match for a straight-up dice roll. Bam! Yes, you move your pieces into a place that you believe he should not be prepared for, but it becomes obvious within another move or two that the bravado behind your move was probably a little early. <laughs> but as he takes the board and wins... He'll start setting up again and just making conversation. You guys always seem so busy. 
lot of stuff going on over there. Yeah, it's been pretty lively these past few weeks. You don't, uh, you wouldn't happen to know a good uh, auto repair <laughs> place, would you? I'll gesture my head over towards the the lot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know there's a few a few good places nearby. Probably not not too far away, but I believe Barali's cousin owns a mechanic shop over on 16th, a few blocks away. All right. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. Have you been able to find any other opponents? I'll kind of have a, a bit of a sad look to my face after he mentions Brawley. Yeah, he'll. Uh, there's a couple of people that pass by. There's a nice. There's a seeker that swings by. A void. She comes by about once a month, makes time. I'll look down the side of the block perpendicular to ours mm. at where the bakery was. Uh, do you know what's uh, what's moving in next? I've seen a few buyers come and take a look, but nobody seems to, seems to want to commit to it yet. Mm. All right. One more game. I'm going to get you this time. Alrighty. Go ahead and give me that opposed ink check. Or actually, at this point, at this point, you think you've learned enough. Go ahead and give me your wisdom versus his int. <laughs> You're very kind, sir. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I have to roll perfectly to beat him. <laughs> All right. Oh, alas, I got a seven. This was not my game. <laughs> it becomes quickly apparent that Shrop is more than ready to play. <laughs> more than capable of shutting me down in four moves. But the game ends quickly, and he reaches over to shake your hand, and thanks for coming over and spending some time. Yeah, of course. I'll shake his hand and grab my tea and head on down the road. Alrighty. As you head down the street, you see the familiar billboard of the Dr. Punch Junction Soda. Buses pass by, as well as a group of Harmonium proselytizers as they seem to be heading around from door to door, offering pamphlets and asking people have time to speak about the Harmonium. Well, you can see, for the most part, doors get shut in their face or they get quickly brushed aside, uh, but it does not seem to dampen their spirits as they pass you, giving you a slight bow in their white robes adorned with various musical notes. I'll give them a nod of acknowledgement as I pass. Yeah. It is an overcast day, but it is not too cold. But it's a nice walk as you head down the way towards the drone zone. The distant buildings rising up as you head further away from kind of the warehouse area. Heading downtown. Yeah. Heading downtown, you will definitely pass by a few moon rats that go uh, riding by on their cycles, uh, not taking notice of you or anything specific. Mm. Out and about doing their own thing. Morning shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Classic morning shenanigans. <laughs> I don't even know what they're doing, but I would classify it as shenanigans. Yeah, you'll be passed by by a few seeker vehicles just doing the rounds. Some of the morning food carts are getting set up. So the smell of meat broth and corn pastries is starting to fill the air as you get closer towards the business district. Ooh. Yeah, I might I might have to stop at a street meat place. You'll pass by the park where you had the encounter with the Ember Wolves. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you exploded an Ember Wolf with a shotgun. <laughs> you will walk by, seeing people out with their pets, doing walks around the park. Nice. Who all is there? I mean, it's just just folks, no one I recognize. 
I want first and last names. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it is uh, too early for the people you normally would see or hang out with. Looks like it's a pretty quiet day at the park. All right. Um, trying to think if there's anything I want to do at the park. Probably walk a lap. Mm. And how far is the drone zone from here? Uh, it looks at a few blocks, so probably another 10, maybe 15 minutes of walking for you. Okay. <laughs> and then I walked, and then and then I walked some more. This is thrilling. <laughs> it's shaping up to be a thrilling day. Yeah, probably take a lap around the park and then continue on my way and uh, chuck my empty teacup in, the, in a receptacle, <laughs> as I imagine there might be. Yeah. Yeah, as you... Tossing your teacup away as the day starts to move on. Uh, when you're done with the park here, you'd see that you'd see the local St. Arcani food shelter starting to open up as they're setting up tables and getting ready for the day. But you'd be able to continue on to the drone zone without a problem being there. <laughs> yeah, what time is it? Um, I mean, usually you guys start your day pretty early. So knowing you had a day off, would you have slept in? Mm, probably not. Okay, then yeah, we're probably looking at this point with some early morning chess. You're probably looking at something around 8.30, almost 9 a.m. All right, all right. Well then, yeah, let's pack it in. I mean, the things in the day, not not go home. (laughs) (laughs) I just realized pack it in means something else. (laughs) I'm just going to call it good right now at 9 (laughs) a.m. You know what? When you, as soon as you said, did you sleep in? I thought, yeah, I should be in bed right now. And I should go home and be in bed. But I'm not role-playing myself. I'm role-playing fours today. So You see the, the shelter starting to open here as it gets closer to nine. Uh, you're able to wander around and walk through the park without issue or problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once done, and yeah, heading towards the drone zone, you would see your friend, Blake Stanick. A uh, human, about 5'7", blonde hair, brown eyes, as well as his co-worker, Zeterix, a standard kind of three-and-a-half-foot-tall Lykel, wears about five different trucker hats as they are unlocking the door to get started. Uh, you know this store. The the drone zone belongs to Blake's mom. All right. Is this one of those stores that has the rolling iron gate thing in front of it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's That's what I was picturing. You hear that? You see them unlock, and you hear the shh as it pulls up into the up into the roof. Uh, yeah, I kind of picture getting there like ten minutes early, and kind of just waiting outside the outside the metal gate, waiting for him to open it up. Okay. Yeah, across the street, you can see a fruit and bean, a very common chain coffee shop that is as people going in and out. I had pictured heading there and getting there like at 8.50 or something if they open at 9. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And just kind of like having to hang out for a little bit. <laughs> so when they roll up the doors, I'm already like waiting out, uh, out on the sidewalk. Yeah. Okay. So you arrive there a little bit early. Uh, you'll hear the keys clacking in as the grating ascends up into the roof. Blake is standing there. Satirix has the street sign that they're going to put out but blake will oh dude fours <laughs> what is going on my man hey and i'll i'll do the um the hand clasp handshake where you bring them in for a pat on the back he'll lean in and dude welcome to the shop 
Uh, Zeterix would walk by you and pay fours. Hey, I'll mirror his voice, his cadence. I need a replacement. My old, my, one of my old drones got destroyed. Oh, dude, what did you do? I landed it perfectly. Let me, let me just start by saying that. But it was hit by a car, so you know, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Uh, yeah, Blake and Zeterix would start laughing and. Oh man, that is awesome. Your job's the coolest. <laughs> and I will pull up the video. Oh man, it's not even good video because it's in darkness. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'll I'll pull up the video and show and and make like I'm gonna show them until I realize that it is all in darkness, and then I'll rewind the feed to before there was darkness. And they'll see a few seconds of some some drone footage of the top of a truck going down the freeway. Yeah, I mean, based based on that footage, Blake stands there, mouth agape, as he, whoa, is is that your friend on top of the car? Zeterik's also looking at him. Wait, is this that accident that was on the on the news? <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, uh... <laughs> And I'll start, like, flipping through the footage and furrow my brow and go, uh, no, I think this was, uh, this is, uh, um, I'm going to drop a bluff. It's going to be a super shitty bluff. I'm just going to call it out bef- ahead of time. It's, it's just a really weak sauce. Like, oh, no, this was, uh, this is from a, a different uh, thing. I'll be very unspecific. Yeah. I got a 16 on my bluff. With the darkness coming into the screen. There's not quite enough there for them to fully connect the dots. Mm-hmm. They just noticed the billboards are probably Oswald's butt and the meow of a cat where <laughs> everything goes dark. <laughs> but still, there will be, it's a shame it went out that way, but all right, well, let's get you set up with a new one. All right. And I'll clap my hands together and give them a rub. Blake will start taking you over two parts to kind of put together and build one. Uh, Zeterix will go over to a desk and call back. Blake, I'm going to start working on repairs. All right, my dude. I am helping a customer. <laughs> uh, is there like a, a we, is this uh, wandering up and down the aisles or is there like a catalog? No, I think, think being like a radio shack. Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of with the other RC controlled plane people, you walk around and pick out engines and parts. Nice. Oh, hey, where where are the uh, where are the cloaking modules to make this shit invisible? I'll ask him with a straight face. Whoa, dude, that is military grade. You know your average person's not supposed to have those. Uh, and he will give you the wink. <laughs> oh, big stupid smile on my face, and I'm like, I'm waiting for a but. <laughs> but sometimes people need to have custom work done. I turn to my compatriot here, Zeterix. <laughs> what can we do to help this person out? I'll give him puppy dog eyes. Yeah, he'll... All right, so what, are we building this for speed? Like, you say you're you're wanting something that is maybe harder to see? I was thinking it'd be kind of like the last one. Last one, I think, had night vision and, and some special sensory equipment, some sensory lenses. But it would also be neat. If I could make it cloaked. I mean, unless you got a better idea. Any kind of cloaking is going to be really battery intensive. You're not going to get a lot out of it, but you could definitely 
put something on that maybe helps to keep it uh, concealed from your average prying eyes. Zaterix will give kind of a face with that before Blake will look at look at him and, dude, do not start with that. And he'll hold up his hands and, all right, all right. Especially if you're doing something that's meant for reconnaissance. Probably have to give up any shielding or weapons on it. That's fine. My eyes will be gliding up and down the shelves like I'm looking for something. Uh, would it be... What about putting a solar unit on it? That would take care of the the battery drain, wouldn't it? No, it definitely would. But that does make it quite a bit heavier. You won't get as much speed out of it. Generally, if you're going to put a solar unit on a drone, you're going to want to use it for kind of stationary reconnaissance. Mm. How slow are we talking? Or are you just saying it shouldn't move at all? Blake will... Oh, jeez. Uh, before he'll head in the back for a bit, and Zeterix would use this opportunity to... It's not going to move very well. It'd probably be pretty good for if you have kind of a, a set routine for it to go. You know, up and down the street kind of thing that it keeps an eye on. Mm. Wouldn't be very handy in combat. Now, I imagine, and he'll kind of do the look back and forth, most likely you'd probably want maybe a, a series of these that you kind of keep watch and you just don't have a move, have them all feed back to the same source, right? That's what I imagine. Yeah. An invisible drone with a solar-powered charger would do. Yeah, that makes sense. But now we're getting into multiple drones. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking at my uh, account. How much is that going to run me? I mean, it depends, I guess, how many, you, how many you want. If you're just looking for one, we can do that for a decent amount. We can give you the friends and family discount. And if I get... <laughs> do, I, do I get a batch rate for getting more? Start haggling with them. Yeah, if you're going to start haggling with them, Go ahead and give me that diplomacy if you're trying to... <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Working my charm. Dropping that 12 diplomacy. <laughs> Don't try too hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, Zeterix would lean in and... Yeah, can't have too many of those out there. You know, Amon hates competition. And then I'll give him a knowing look like, Ah, you know. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll give you that look back like, Yeah, you know I know. <laughs> Okay, maybe this was all stupid. Uh, maybe maybe I need to do that later. I'm actually looking to replace... Uh, my old drone was like a reconnaissance drone. So what should I have on that thing? I thought being invisible would be cool, but it sounds like a hassle. Blake would come back carrying a box of parts. And Zedaris would say, you know, if you're looking for a reconnaissance drone, I recommend going for a lighter frame. Go for something fast. The the scanning equipment is pretty light and shouldn't hold you back. You can put use that to put a few extra batteries in it to give it a longer lifespan as well as so you can run different scanning options at the same time. And I'll be nodding my head as he's talking. Hell yeah, that sounds good. I could probably get some put together for you here in a couple hours if you got it. Uh, yeah. I got the day off. Yeah, he'll lean in for that high five. Nice. I'll do the high five and then wave my hand like I'm trying to do some more involved high five and then i'll stop no this will be my this will be my last masterpiece before i head off for college oh where at well i'm thinking i'm thinking about heading to basia they have a great drone and technology program but more than likely i'll probably end up going to golden because i can't afford it basia's super spendy yeah top-notch school though i will nod my head in a ponderous fashion in an attempt to disguise that i have 
zero idea about academia or schools or <laughs> any of that world is completely foreign to me. But I, I give him the feign. Yeah, he'll nod and he'll pull out his own personal drone. You see it's a small compact form set more, I imagine a toaster if all the sides could open up like fins, like a fish has. Okay. But it is spray painted with various eight balls on fire. <laughs> uh, another, <laughs> another kind of cheesy decor. Just tacky as fuck. It fits very well with this trucker hat aesthetic, but yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tacky as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so wait, he that's that's his? I'll I'll ask if I can hold it. Uh yeah, absolutely. He'll he'll send it over. It's pretty lightweight. You can see that it's almost entirely a custom rig. Uh has some built in shielding, has a connection so it operates off of his sliver. And you can see that it's built it's built similar to a reconnaissance unit, though it looks like it's made to go a lot slower, so it has more defensive options built into it. Okay. What wait, what are the defenses on it? Yeah, it has the built-in shielding as well as a a kinetic disruptor. Oh. Wait, what does the disruptor do? Is that like a weapon? The kinetic disruptor slows down things that come too fast at it. Okay, so it's like blocky David Lynch dune shield? You got it. Yeah. So in a, in game nerd terms, it effectively reduces the critical multiplier of any weapon that hits it by one. Oh, okay. So if you're a, you know, your long sword times two crit. Times one. Yeah, you can't crit on it. Unless you're a times three or times four weapon. Yeah, I'll be pretty impressed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a little something extra for it that I think will make this top-notch. At least would guarantee me that scholarship. And I'll raise my eyebrows and kind of slowly lean my head in. <laughs> like, divulge your secrets? Yeah, he pulls out a data chip from underneath his third hat. <laughs> and will yeah, I've been working on this for a little bit friend of mine did some infosec for Amon advancements. And so I was able to get my hands on some programming that I think, and he'll say think with quotes around it, mm-hmm. that this should allow my drone to be able to access networks wirelessly. <laughs> oh, my, actually my reaction to that is uh, wide eyes and my lips sucked into my mouth. <laughs> Real invisibility is being able to stay away from the cameras and to stay away from the corporations that are always watching. I'll I'll nod semi-knowingly. Yeah, anybody can get a privacy hood. But even better is if they just don't even know you're there. Yeah. Have you tested it? Tested it once. Found out there's a lot more going on than I thought there was. Blake will be standing there kind of bored. Is he, oh my god, dude. You go on about this all the time. Hey, dude, uh, talking to esoterics? If I did some field testing for you, do you think you could put one of those chips in my drone? As long as you're not going to take it. I mean, this is this is my ticket to college, my friend. Selling this off to the corporations. No, no, no. Field test. Field test. He stops and gives you a look. Yeah. I think this could work. And if anything goes wrong, well, I'll just, uh, I'll make Blake pay me back. Dude, that's not fair. Dude, nothing's going to go wrong. I will return the chip intact. And I will tuck my data pad with my car crash footage into my hoodie. (laughs) 
yeah, Zeterix will make a copy of the chip. We'll transfer over the program to another data chip as well, and then hand you that copy. All right. Uh, you come back in a couple hours, I'll have your uh, your recon drone set and ready for you. Awesome. Blakewood. And in a couple hours, I'll be taking my break to go to the park. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent day for it. Sweet. Let's go fly drones, dude. <laughs> awesome. So are they hooking me up with a store model or something to test this out? Not yet. In a couple hours, they'll have your model ready with the chips. Nice. When he said, let's go fly drones, does he mean now? No, he means in a couple hours. Okay, okay. <laughs> when he takes his break, that's where he plans to kick it with you at the park. Awesome. Yep. In the meantime, I'm looking up and down the shelves of drone parts. You can definitely see where people get pretty creative with the parts in store. You can see that probably quite a few people make drones that don't fly, that either have attachments that crawl on walls or generally serve as almost almost in a pet-like function. Oh, Think uh, DARPA dogs or things like that. I was I was instantly thinking of that that shitty robot dog toy that everyone wanted that one Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what if I speak. I know I know exactly what it looks like in my brain. I could not tell you what it is. I'll be I'll be looking over some of those things with interest. This being a public shop, there's no weapons attachments or anything like that here. So are just the military ones called Arbiters, or are they all supposed to be called Arbiters, but we just kept on calling them drones, so now we just call them drones? The military ones are specifically Arbiters. Mm -hmm. Generally, the Arbiter models have a bit of an AI to them. Because the Arbiters were originally from Mechanus, right? Correct. Yeah. And you can put a rudimentary AI into your drone, and that would... Technically, like, kind of move that up into an Arbiter class drone versus if they're used to be kind of manually controlled, then they would stay with that kind of drone specification. Yeah. Uh, it's my military-grade drone that I have, my non-destroyed one. Uh-huh. That one doesn't have an AI in it, does it? It has enough. It can follow basic commands if you want to program them in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think like an animal companion, like, there's some tricks you can teach it. Mm-hmm. So it has kind of pre-programmed behaviors. But the does the sliver access, does the sliver control take up a slot? Uh, it does not. Cool. I think I want to do that, because that sounds rad. Mm-hmm. So slot-wise, probably just be... Are the, the sensory modifications, is that basically the same as the last one I had, or is there anything new and cool? It'll be the same. Using up one slot is kind of a reconnaissance array, which gives you the low light, dark vision, see invisibility, detect magic. Okay, cool. Cool. Well, I guess I've got some time to kill before my my drone is ready. So I will tell those guys I'll be back later. Yeah. Blake will give you a wave. And I will cross the street to the fruit and bean. Yep. I'll head in there. Yeah. It's a fairly busy place, but it's not long before somebody asks for your order. Green tea, please. Coming right up. Do you want honey in that? Yeah, why not? And I will look around the the shop as I wait at the register. Like I said, it's fairly busy. At this early in the day, it's people taking their first coffee break from work or on their way in for a later shift. Mm-hmm. You can see probably a few Blink Dog gang members here ordering their lattes. Not very hard. 
within a few moments. Green tea with honey. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. Should we make it a point to point out that there's no tipping? Well, where are they? Oh, I will follow up question. Not sure. They they said they needed a personal day. Want to go take care of something? So I'm just doing the rounds for us while, you know, no one's in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I'll put my hands up and do the goofy. Ah. You guys haven't uh, gotten any, any odd calls recently, have you? Like calls like clients or like prank calls? Yeah, calls like clients. Uh, I don't really handle that part of the business. Oh, right, right. But not that I can think of, and I'll be looking in the middle distance upward, honestly, honestly scanning my brain. I'm honestly <laughs> trying to think of our last weird, weird, like, how? Oh, you know, just, you know, it's probably nothing. In a week or so, I probably won't even give it a second thought. I'm heading over to Longsong to enjoy their week-long autumn festival. Nice. That's uh, over there on the uh, East Coast? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should be a nice time. Still warm over there, too. Ooh, yeah. Well, uh, but what's probably nothing? You got my, you piqued my interest. All right, go and give me your diplomacy check. All right, here we go. <laughs> I got an eight. I am, I am very convincing. All righty. I'm out dish. Detective Quinn will, I really shouldn't. Um, but hey, you stay out of trouble now and you enjoy your, your day off. Yeah, will do, officer. Yeah, with that, he'll take his leave and head into the fruit and bean. Mm. And uh, I'll look behind me as he goes in and wait until he's ordering or in line to order. And then I'll stroll up to his squad car and take a peek inside in the window like I'm not busting in or anything. Mm. You can see the data pad on the dashboard, the shotgun on the middle panel. On the seat next to him, um, you can see a pile of various papers and files. Otherwise, it looks like it's uh, pretty clean, with the exception of a coffee cup that is filled with leftover cigarette butts. <laughs> Gross. I didn't know he was a smoker, or is it the is it his partner? You've never seen Detective Quinn smoke? Uh, you'd assume it's probably his partner. Okay. Zeterix gave me the chip, right? The copy chip? Yeah. All right. Is there any way that I can use that with my data pad right now to test it out? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I will surreptitiously look back over my shoulder to see where where Quinn is in line. Yeah, like I said, it was it was busy in there, so mm-hmm. it's probably about four or five people away from it. But they're pretty quick, so you probably have about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be like pointing my data pad at the car, so I'm just going to be sitting on the curb. Trying to look unassuming, and I'm gonna give this program a whirl. See if I can get into the seeker network. <laughs> yeah, plugging it in, putting it into your data pad. Yep. You can see that it brings up multiple pings in about a sixty foot radius. You can see people's HComs, you can see the data pad in the seeker vehicle. It brings up a fair amount of anything kind of connected to the constant. Uh seems to be able to be Tapped upon to try to access. Wi-Fi galore. I'm going to be trying Quinn's data pad. All right. Go and give me a computer use check. All right. Got a 17. With a 17, you find that the firewall and the defenses on the 
Seeker Datapad seem to be a bit stronger than your average things you've worked with so far. Okay. Does prevent you from getting in. Ah, wait, how, how long did you say I had? About 10, 15 minutes. 15 minutes? All right. And taking 20 is 20 minutes? Correct. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you did that on purpose. <laughs> All right. So 17 isn't high enough to get in, but it isn't low enough to set off any alarms. Okay. But I, I saw in that check where I could have tripped something. Correct. Yeah. Right. Oh, close the program and get a little bit of a rush. <laughs> Actually, and then after I pause for a beat, I will open it back up and browse the other browse the other uh, networks and HComs and things in the area mm-hmm. and see if anything piques my interest. And if it doesn't, I will try and get into the Drone Zones network next. Okay. <laughs> You're able to tap into the network that controls the fruit and bean, but you can also turn around and focus on the drone zones network as well. All right. Do I want to, do I want to drop a check here or? Yeah. So you can see there's the network that the drone zone is using. Uh You can see Zeterix's sliver doesn't show up on it, but his drone does. His drone does show up on the feed, but it does seem to have built-in defenses on it that you can tell. Ahead of time. Mm. Like, before I roll? Correct. Well, I don't think I would get in trouble with him. So I'm going to try and get in. All right. Excellent. Go and give me a computer use. I've got a 20, sir. Total. Excellent. So having a rolled a 20 total, you're definitely able to get into the the base settings or for his Arbiter. Okay. Uh, is there any sort of uh, comment or messaging system in this interface? Or is it just drone settings like checkboxes and sliders and stuff? Uh, checkboxes and sliders stuff, definitely. And there is a place where you can put in or at least send messages either to the drone or from the drone. But if you're looking for like a text file to put something in, you could definitely find that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or just like <laughs> creating a directory and putting some text in the name. Yeah. But uh, not fast enough to come up with something uh, clever <laughs> as far as what, what message I'd leave behind. But basically just like a little message to let him know that I was I was there. Yeah, Kilroy was here kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> as you're putting in that message for him to find later, Detective Quinn will come out, coffee in hand, and look at you, nod, and enter the vehicle and get ready to head out. I will stay sitting on the curb for a while longer. How much more time do I have about, do I think? Oh, at this point, probably another hour. Okay. This is just like real life. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with just playing with your data pad for an hour. Yeah, I'll probably just kill time that way. That sounds good. Don't need to drag this out. Yeah, over the next hour, playing on your data pad, you kind of watch as occasionally new networks kind of come into area in a way as, as people walk up with briefcases with HComs or data pads themselves. Mm-hmm. Up above, the clouds will clear a little bit as you get closer to about noon, but the uh, chill wind still blows through the streets. Mm. Old and sunny. After the hour passes, Zeterix would open the door, poke his head out, and you want to get in here so we can pair this with your sliver? Yep. I'll hop to, across the street. Blake is restocking shelves as he sees you come back in. You'd see Blake's drone sitting on the counter ready and waiting for when you're ready to go. But Zeterix would 
tell you to activate your sliver and give you the command code so that you can pair up and link with your new drone. Right. So this should be pretty good. Don't be too rough with it. It's fragile if it's directly interacted with, but it should be good to go. Awesome. Yeah, don't worry about this. I'm I'm a pretty good I'm a pretty good flyer. Yeah, maybe uh watch out for those cars, right? I mean Like I said, it was the car's fault, not the flying. And I will uh tuck it under my arm as I head for the door. Yeah, Blakewood. Dude, you wanna go hit up the park and fly for a bit? Let's do it. All right, Zeterix, watch the store for me. He will grab his drone under his arm and uh, chase out after you. All right. I'm going to be testing testing the flight on this thing as we walk down the street. Okay. It being about noon, you and Blake will head to the park to fly your drones. You said you were flying it a bit or using it on the way there? Yeah. I don't know if I've controlled a drone with a sliver before. Yeah, it takes a little bit to get used to, but it seems to react pretty quickly to your thoughts. Awesome. Yeah. As we go to the park, I'm seeing how well I can walk with Blake and fly the drone at the same time. I imagine it's pretty tricky. Takes a little bit extra to get used to it because this one moves a bit faster than the one you had before. And being able to be operated with your sliver does have a lot better maneuverability. Awesome. Blake is pretty impressed with it. Dude, that thing is sweet. <laughs> Try and uh, spin it around him. Try and uh, ion stone his head for a few laps. Make a nerdy reverence. Nope, definitely. He'll laugh at that. And as you guys get to the park, you guys are able to find a high place to fly your drones without too much of an issue, without trees or anything else getting in the way. Nice. I will do a quick pass to see if I can spot any of those invisible Amon drones. You can. There are definitely a few above the park. I'll lean my data pad towards Blake and point at the feed and then point up at the sky. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing anything, dude. <laughs> and then I'll point back to the data pad. <laughs> oh, dude, what are these? What is this? <laughs> Do I get the sense that the Amon drone can see my drone? It can when it's below it. Okay. It does not look like the Amon drones move too much. Knowing what you know now. They're probably all set up with solar chargers to kind of keep them in place. Okay. I was going to try and get into its blind spot so I could take a, a closer look at what they're working with. All military? Yes. All right. Can I tell what what modifications they're working with besides solar and cloak? Cloak, solar. Looks like they have the standard reconnaissance array as well. Mm-hmm. As well as shielding and they have... And they have telebeacons built into them. Okay. Telebeacons are basically the... So from what you know, a telebeacon would be used if you gave the coordinates of the drone for soldiers or for mages to be able to teleport to a specific location without air. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Neat. Are these completely stationary or are they moving? It looks like they can move, but they're for the most part stationary. All right. And how high up is the uh, Amon one? Yeah, roughly you'd say they're about 50 feet up. Okay, so they're within range. They are. I have not put the chip in the new drone yet. It's still in my data pad, so I'll take a peek at that network. You can see the Amon network covers just about everything. Oh, geez. Does it look like security is better or worse than the Seekers network? 
It does look like it's better. Okay. I will not attempt. <laughs> to... No, fuck it. I'm getting into this Amon drone. We'll drop a 22 computer use. Oh, nice. With a 22, you're able to bypass kind of the basic firewalls that are there. You don't have root access to it. Mm-hmm. But you can connect to the feed at least. Like you couldn't move the drone, but you can see through it. Okay. Do I have access to just that drone's feed? Or since I'm in the regular, if I'm in the network, can I access any of the other drone's feeds? Yeah, you can start moving between drones. Sweet. (laughs) I will start snoopity snooping. Yeah, you can watch all over the park or switch to various spots around the city. I mean, looking around the park, you can see, like I said before, people walking pets. You see an Illican sitting up with a canvas looking to paint a uh, landscape of the ziggurat in the background. Blake is next to you talking about how excited he is for the season finale of Dungeon Crawl. You have a tryout for that show? Oh, dude, no way. That looks so dangerous. Plus, if something happened to me, my mom would have to run the store herself, and that's no good. She's not doing great right now. Oh, not great? Like, like how so? Uh, just more people are going to the Omni Mart these days, and so uh, business is hurting a little bit. Saving Squid's got drones? Saving Squid has drones, my friend. Gotta get those Kirkland drones. Before I disconnect, I'm gonna see if I can basically download a snapshot of the network of the uh, drone serials and their locations. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, uh, if it looks like it's too complicated, I'm not amazing at using computers. No, with the 22, you can definitely jot down basically like IP and geolocation data. Cool. Yep, I'll do that. And uh, without pressing my luck further, I'll disconnect and resume flying my drone whimsically around the park. I will swoop it down to get a a close over-the-shoulder look at uh, the painting in progress. Yeah, they seem to be trying to do a watercolor landscape of the ziggurat with the overcast clouds above. That looks nice. Definitely some effort being placed into it. Professional level artist or hobbyist? A hobbyist. Okay. Do they notice the the drone behind them? Uh, eventually they would. Does the drone make a lot of noise? Uh, it does not. They're they're pretty quiet. Okay. But yes, they, they would notice it eventually as they kind of turn around. You see the Illican, their tendrils all about, wearing kind of a nice summer-looking dress as they will wave at the drone. And I will fly the drone so that is in between me and her, and I will wave. Yeah, she'll wave to you guys up upon the hill. <laughs> and fly it back to me. Blake would stop flying his drone as he seems to get an irritated look on his face. As you look in the direction he's looking, and you see a person approaching. A thin frame, blue eyes, black hair. They look fairly young. You can see on their knuckles, as well as the joints on their wrist, the dark blue bruising and kind of coloring that comes with someone who is addicted to grasp. Koger special. You'd see that they have, from the knees down, very lightweight-looking cybernetics. So, the mechanical legs, as they approach hand overhead. Hey, Blake! And he'll, uh, dude, this is my friend Carver. He's probably here to bother me for money or something. As Carver gets closer, you can see that his head is recently shaved, and you can still see the puffiness around his eyes from the ink from the tattoo. Oh, got that shine? 
that shine and puffiness that marks that he just recently got his eyes tattooed all the way around, giving it kind of a black circle around each eye. You know this marks him as a member of a local inner city gang known as the Bodaks. But Carver right. will approach and, hey guys, how's it how's it going? Blake will, uh, it's going good, dude. We're just uh, we're just flying some drones. Oh, cool, cool. Do you mind if I uh, mind if I hang out for a bit? Blake will sigh and kind of look to you with that. Can he? Um, I will pause awkwardly and shrug and say, sure. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't pull a reason for him not to be there as Blake doesn't want to deal with him, but could not pull anything quickly enough. Carver will sit down next to you guys, watching you both fly your drones. Their conversation stays pretty light, but as Blake was worried, Carver will eventually get to a place of, um, you know, hey man, do you have some spare credits? Something that you could, uh, help, help me out with a bit? I'm, I got my first job tonight, but I still need a little bit to get by through the day. You know what I mean? I'll just be kind of, a lot of the interactions, I'll just be sort of dart, my eyes darting back and forth between them, trying to pick up the nuances and social cues. Blake will, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I guess you got to eat, right? And he'll pull out a cred stick, put it into his HCOM, and transfer some over before handing it to him. Just take care of yourself, right? Like, don't do anything dangerous. What's the job? I will be looking at uh, Carver. Oh, yeah. Um, we got a guy on... Just a, it's just a pretty easy grab. It's a guy on the uh, 44th floor who needs... Who uh, has some stuff that we're supposed to get. Okay. You like a gopher? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could say... You say that he'll stand up as he's answering you, putting the credits into his pocket. Got what he came for. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, just, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we, everybody's got to get something, right? Mm-hmm. I'll just kind of be looking at him sort of blankly, but not, not with a scowl or anything. Carver will realize that he hasn't introduced himself to you and Carver Rayland. I'll stand up, uh, for Kella. shake his hand. Well, cool. Thanks, Blake. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I'll, uh, I'll swing by, I'll swing by the shop later. Yeah. I'll, I'll swing by the shop later. I'll say hi to Alondra, uh, which you know to be Blake's mom. Do I know anything about the Bodaks? You haven't had too many interactions with the Bodak because they're more of an inner city gang. They are a little bit more on the posh side. They do work for corporate people that need professionals that aren't on the books, but you probably don't have too much more knowledge of them than that trying to think of anything else i could uh, ask him as long as he's here unless he looks like he's trying to escape yeah it does look like once he has the credits in hand he's he's ready to get going mm-hmm. as he's trotting away i'll say nice to meet you oh yeah you too you too force and now i'll turn to blake so when did he join the bodax that must have been recent yeah it's it's pretty new they uh they paid for his legs so he kind of owes them kind of wide eye for a second i really hope that works out yeah, Carver's not a bad kid. He just, oh, he wasn't a, he was never good at school and things like that. And once he got into grasp, that was kind of it. He's really good at flying, though. Uh, he really likes it. But I don't know, losing those legs, uh, I don't know how much longer he actually has. That's from the grasp. Yeah, looks like his hands aren't too far off from going next. Jeez. Yeah, Blake will Blake will bring his drone in and say, uh, I should probably get back to work. Kind of killed the mood. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for hanging out for us. Yeah. Thanks for the sweet work. And I'll 
zip the new reconnaissance drone around and try not to smash it into anything. Because <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Uh, yeah. No, like I said, with its improved maneuverability and also being controlled by your sliver, you're able to make that land pretty easily in the palm of your hand. Oh, man. How big is it? Toaster-sized? <laughs> or a little smaller? Or Yeah, a little smaller. Think um, like a Kindle Fire. Okay. Like one of those tablets kind of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About that heavy, too. Okay. So somewhere in between a, a phone and a... Somewhere between a phone and a toaster. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this thing's pretty delicate. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, what direction did Carver go, go off in? He headed east, towards the business district and deeper into the city, towards downtown. Okay. Yeah, if you don't prompt anything, Blake will head back by himself. All right, I won't stop him. Good hanging out. Yeah, yeah, great seeing you as well. Um, who knows, maybe if uh, if the shop closes down, I'd come work with you guys. <laughs> I'll laugh at first, thinking about how dangerous it is, but then pause to think about how it would be nice to have a an actual computer person <laughs> on the payroll and not me. <laughs> And then I'll say, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he gets a big smile at that before he heads out of the park. Right. Well, my flight test is over. My field test is over. I've done quite a bit of flying here. So I'm going to be nosy, and I'm going to gonna go after Carver. Okay. Yeah, he'll look over his shoulder as he leaves before he heads over to a nearby bus stop to wait to head out. I was kind of thinking I might want to shadow him, you know? Okay, yeah, then go ahead and give me that stealth. The stealth will be opposed by his sense motive. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much you literally hiding so much as whether or not he thinks someone is following him. This would apply whether you change shapes or not. Yeah, I, I figured I would change shape. Mm-hmm. Just to some sort of nondescript human character. But, yeah. Remember all again, stealth? Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, I got a 14. Stealth is one of my best skills, believe it or not. <laughs> I just, I just rolled really poorly. Yeah. And I was like, I, I believe you actually have a really good number to this, but still 14, you're able to get on the bus with him without him really noticing. Mm-hmm. Isn't until you get off at his stop downtown that he seems to become suspicious. Mm-hmm. He'll use this opportunity to duck into an alleyway. Okay. Do I lose him? As you turn the corner, you can see him ejecting in the grasp into his arm. Okay. Before looking over at the human, which he does not recognize. Mm-hmm. And he will begin floating and then fly up into the air. I'll just watch him. See where it goes. There is a grace to it. He does seem to be a natural at flying. If someone could be said that for, you know, a race that does not fly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he seems to take to it pretty easily. Weaving quickly between laundry lines and flagpoles, moving between the buildings before disappearing out of sight. I don't need to press this any further, I guess. I will take a look around and see where I've <laughs> where I've ended up somewhere downtown. Yeah, you're downtown, probably not at this point too far away from like the main Amon advancement ziggurat. You can smell the ramen shops and poke bowls. You can smell the outside kind of steak chefs that put on cooking displays for the uh, business folk that come out here for, at this point, for late lunches. 
or for early drinks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'd see a couple places that have a famous void chef saying that this is Pepeco approved. As you see there, long tendrils and chef uniform with a thumbs up. Like Gordon Ramsay of Desk Banter. Correct. And that's uh, basically a, a rating, like a star rating on the side of a restaurant. He, he doesn't actually work there. Correct. Yeah. I'm not a fancy businessman with lots of dollars to throw around, so I'll keep walking. Yeah, it's definitely a different vibe in this part of the city. Less people walking about that you're used to that are just kind of walking or, or children playing. This is a business center. This is people going to and fro. There's people on their HCOMs. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Perception as good as my stealth. Let's hope I roll higher. I got a 28. Yeah, as you're moving around down here, you will catch a brief glimpse of a nice business suit and that this is Ven Veras. It looks like they're hailing a taxi. Mm-hmm. Ben Veras, that name sounds super familiar. It's one of our clients, and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember who it is. You remember getting the briefcase for him. Oh, oh, from, from the red bandana? Yes. That's right. Yeah, he's got a data pad tucked under his arm as he waves for a taxi. And you'll see an Empire taxi pulling up to pick him up. Oh, boy. How can I not? I will, I will hail taxi. <laughs> and give them the orders to follow because I already tried my hand at shadowing somebody and it didn't turn out so well. All right, you hop in. You say, follow that cab. The Corleone will begin following the other taxi through the streets. <laughs> uh, you spend about half an hour going through downtown before coming out the other side of the Ziggurat, closer to the eastern Solene border, as Venveros will stop at the entrance to a park but one that's quite a ways out and looks well-forested. Forested? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Like a state park? Yes. Okay, okay. But yeah, he will get out of the taxi. Uh, you'll see him pay before he pulls out his data pad and begins heading off into the park. All right. It's time for my first live test. I'm going to get out of the taxi, pay, and I'm going to put that... I'm going to put Zeterix's chip into my new drone. Excellent. Yeah, it pulls up on the HUD display. You can see, similar to what you saw on the data pad, all of the networks within 60 feet of the drone, mm-hmm. which out here in the park, not many. Yeah, I'm probably just getting, for the most part, just his thing. Yeah, his data pad as well as his HCOM. Uh, it looks like he has a secondary HCOM as well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to flick through my array, see if there's anything crazy going on. Yeah, nothing on the invisible, dark vision, or low light spectrum. Uh, but as far as detect magic, it does look like he has a huge amount of conjuration magic in his pocket. Okay. And that's it's an aura that's not emanating from his HCOM or his data pad. It is not. Okay. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep following him and watching him. Alrighty. Yeah, you will follow him about thirty minutes into this park as he seems to be heading towards a specific direction, a specific place, following his data pad the entire way. Mm-hmm. He will eventually come to a small clearing before stopping, orienting himself, uh, and heading towards the shoreline. He's still quite a ways away from it, but switching to a more northern direction instead. Okay. He will occasionally reach into his pocket, fumbling with whatever is in there. The magic? Mm-hmm. Okay. After about an hour, he will stop. It is in the middle of Basically nowhere. The tree cover is light enough at this point 
that your drone could still float above within 60 feet without alerting him. Uh, he does look around just to make sure there's nobody near him, uh, unaware of that which is above him. Super Snoop. Where he stops seems to be rather innocuous. Nothing really there. You can kind of tell that the ground has been turned up maybe in the last month or so, as the growth is less on there than it is in other places. Better not be a mass grave. This is my day off. But yes, he will reach into his pocket as he approaches the lightly grass-covered hill. I'm going to start recording. He will dig down a bit before pulling out of his pocket an apple-sized diamond. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> he begins speaking for a bit, reciting the final words. Can I pick up any of his speech? It's 60 feet away, you can't. He's not saying it quite loud enough to be heard. Sure, sure. He's reading off his data pad. He's completing the ritual. Okay. A few moments will pass by as you'll see the ground start to part. Pulling itself from the ground, you see sickly blue hands that begin to flesh back out, correcting themselves, looking healthy and vibrant as they begin to pull themselves all the way out of this makeshift grave. The large, kind of blue and purple bulbous head, the white milky eyes, but most noticeably is the long tendrils that descend where a mouth should be. Oh, Jesus. It is wearing a finely made, exquisite business suit that seems to be riddled with bullet holes. Mm, mm, mm. This, is, this is a mind flyer. This is a mind flyer. <laughs> Shit. The diamond crumbles away as the creature stands fully upright in front of him. It seems to try to brush off some of the dirt before Venveras begins speaking to it. You'll watch as the creature seems to cast a small spell, turning it into a very generic-looking human. Ooh. All right, I'm going to try and get a little bit closer. How close do I think, based on how noisy this thing is, I could get? You think if it gets within about 20 feet, most people can probably start to notice it's there. Okay. Because uh, I'm recording, I, I kind of wanted to get a nice, a nicer shot and see if I could get the disguise, the Mind Flayer's disguise on film. Is there a zoom feature? Yeah, there definitely is. Cool. We're going to produce this video. <laughs> going to get some sweet looking drone footage of some nefarious resurrection in the woods. Alrighty. You get that sweet drone video of the creature taking on its human form. Close enough to hear a little bit of their discussion as Venveros seems to switch to more of a subservient cadence of, yes, master, I've, uh, I've brought you back. As you foresaw that they would try to remove you, you and your brethren. I've not found the other graves yet. You were the first. Now it is time for us to begin your glorious path to restored power. The creature in its human form, well... You've done well, Veras. I'm impressed. It seems though we have a lot of work left to do. Let us return for now and begin searching for my kin. I'm going to switch to uh, magic. Let's see. As the does the re returned have any magic on them? They give off the faint trace of magic because of the illusion spell cast upon them. Mm -hmm. You can tell it's, it's not like your abilities where they actually transform. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it's illusory magic school. Yeah, they are cloaked. Okay. But the conjuration magic is gone. Oh, from the pocket. Yep. Okay. The humanoid now creature will look up in the direction of the drone. Uh-oh. He stares for a moment at it, 
And though it doesn't affect you, the drone does shake for a moment, uh, as though buffeted by some sort of unseen force. But it being a drone and not an arbiter, it does not seem to mind the psionic blast that would stun it otherwise. Oh, Jesus. And with that, it will go up into the air and away from this thing. (laughs) You would leave it with just overhearing the very faintest, You fool, you've been followed! Uh, And Varas's voice of, No, no, that's... Why? Nobody would follow me. (laughs) I've done everything right, uh, as your drone buzzes away from the site. You are still about an hour out in the woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm somewhat on my turf, so I feel like I'll do okay. I'm bringing the drone back, and I'm going to employ my getaway sticks to absquatulate as quickly as possible. All right. Upon your getaway sticks, you're able to start moving back towards at least a main road of this state park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it is late afternoon when you finally get to the edge of the park. You assume if Varas is coming back the same way, he's probably, or at least hopefully, at least another 20, 30 minutes behind you. Mm-hmm. But at this point, as it's getting later in the day, there are still, there are other people here at this park. I mean, it is a state park, right? So it's not, it is not odd after a while to run into other people on the main trails and pathways. Yep. Yep. Uh, I will, when my drone gets back to me as I'm moving through the forest, I'm going to take off my hoodie and I'm going to wrap the drone in it and have it. The hoodie would be concealing the drone and just sort of uh, holding it in the crook of my of one arm. I am still disguised as generic, short, brown-haired human dude. Okay. <laughs> but I guess I will, if I feel comfortable enough to slow down... I'll I'll do that and try and blend into some of the other hikers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is not hard. It's a little bit cold without your hoodie. Mm-hmm. Nothing that's really that bothersome. But yes, you are able to uh, blend amongst the hikers to get yourself back out of the state park. Lightly terrified here. <laughs> Boy, do I need to call for a pickup at this point? There are bus stops. That you can wait for if you'd like, or yes, you can call out to Empire Taxi or wait for one to show up. I'll bus it, I think. Okay. Yeah, you know, you feel pretty comfortable doing that, especially knowing that Venveros is not the kind of person who rides a bus. <laughs> so definitely as the bus finally arrives, as you get on, pay your credits. You would see Veras as well as the gentleman with him heading back towards the street. Of course, with no no knowledge of who you are, obviously, or any of that. Mm-hmm. As Ross seems to pull out an HCOM to probably call for a taxi. But you are comfortably on the bus as it is heading back towards downtown from the other side. At this point, you're probably about two hours away from home. Right. I'll just kind of sink into the seat and chill <laughs> during the ride. The bus driver will yell at a group of three halflings that keep trying to light and share the same cigarette on the bus. <laughs> uh, but they will simply respond with rude gestures from their hands and general talks of this is bullshit, man, as they will go back to talking amongst themselves, speaking about the latest game at the arcade that they seem to have been at before. Oh, to be so carefree. Riding the bus back, 
passing underneath a billboard for the Megaplex, one of the larger theaters downtown. Uh, you'll see they're pushing pretty heavily a really boring old like historical piece called Jamak about the uh, uniting of the northern tribes, one of those history movies. Chock full of historical inaccuracies. Yeah, exactly. Screw it. I'll go and see it. Yeah. I mean, what time of day? You're probably around like 5, 5.30 p.m. Okay. You can catch an afternoon showing. Yeah. Get some Kelcha. Yeah, it takes about three hours, but at the end of it, you're pretty pumped. There's some amazing battle scenes. The awesome scene of Jamak wrestling a giant ogre while wielding the two blades of his forefathers. And it, of course, ended on a cliffhanger where you see Jamak clasping arm in arm with Agzis Arkani as you come out into a cold evening downtown filled with neon lights and bustling sounds of people out and about. <laughs> I like to think that when people went to see Braveheart, they were like, that was uh, four campaigns ago. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I don't have knowledge history, so all of this is exactly the way it happened to me, but that's pretty rad. And uh, after I get out of the theater, I think I will start heading back to the neighborhood. Cool. Yeah, definitely. As you hop on the bus and heading out of the theater, heading towards the bus stop so you can go back to the warehouse district where you normally are, you'll catch a brief glimpse of Carver Rayland flying across the night sky between the buildings. Seems to be heading for a very tall condo building. Okay. Am I close enough from where I am to see what the name of the building is? I imagine it's kind of like when you're downtown that you can, those immediate buildings block a lot of what you can kind of see, but you can see those higher up ones. Mm -hmm. And unless it has its, uh, the name of the building way up high, then yeah. Yeah. Do I think I could recognize the building if I saw it again? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. You would catch the glimpse of Carver before he disappears amongst the buildings. As you get on the bus, the driver will change the marquee to say heading to South Dusk Banter before starting and heading off. So yeah, as you get off the bus underneath your favorite Dr. Punch Junction billboard, you know you're not more than about a block away from the office. Shropdell has put away his chessboard for the evening and is starting to bundle up blankets to go to bed. Oh, here we go. I'm going to walk over to him. Yeah, he'll... Fours, ready to play another game? Sure. I'll, I'll kind of... Uh... Look a little bit confused at, at the uh, the blanket situation. <laughs> if you recall, I went to bed. Yes, uh, you did. So yeah, He'll, uh, how about tomorrow morning? Uh, sure. Um, and I'll I'll kind of stand there for a moment, like looking at his uh, brownstone <laughs> and looking back to him. Yeah, he he. Looks at it with you and looks back to you and... Yeah, if he doesn't uh, volunteer anything, I'll... so I'm just going to kind of let that stretch out for a little bit and then I'll go, okay, I'll see you tomorrow then. He'll try not to make any quick motions as he'll wait for you to go back to the building before you see him start to curl up in the corner there, wrapping the blankets around himself mm. at the base of the stairwell leading to the brownstone. Okay. I'm going to, after after he's settled in, does, does his um, apartment building have a network? It does. All right. I'm going to fly my drone over 
and tap into the network and see if I can unlock the front door. Yeah, go and give me your computer use check before you roll. Okay. So it's DC 15 to get access to it, DC 20 to get root access, and 25 would be complete control. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'm probably not going to get that, but... uh, Oh! I got a 24. (laughs) Dang it. So close to complete access. You're able to get root access to it, definitely. So you can definitely unlock the front door. That's not a problem. And you can unlock the door to his apartment. Uh, You can see that as of right now, he does owe quite a lot of credits. And because he has not paid his rent, they are keeping everything inside as well as the door locked uh, as collateral until he pays. Though that amount goes up every month that he doesn't pay rent. Can I zero that amount? I was going to let you on a 25. On a 25. Fuck! (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm going to buzz him in. Yeah, with the 24, you can see the amount he owes. It is a fair amount. It's not something you guys couldn't pay if you wanted to. Well, I figured I would just be like buzzing the front door, like I'm spamming the buzz button. I don't know if it gets his attention. Yeah, after a little bit. I mean, he hasn't fallen asleep right away, but after a bit, he notices that the door, the front door continues to buzz. He'll get up and take a look at it and walk up towards it before trying it and the door opens. He will look around nervously, unsure if this is a trick or a trap, but will step inside, blankets thrown over shoulders. Though you cannot see him personally, like right as he goes in, Mm -hmm. since you do have root access to the network building, Mm -hmm. you can watch on the cameras as he goes down the hallway. He watches he walks down the hallway to his apartment. He will reach out and try the door, and it will open. It's just kind of smiling as I watch the footage. There's no cameras inside of his uh, unit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's where I lose sight of him. But yeah. But I was looking at my my own personal wealth, and I have quite a bit. Because <laughs> I haven't spent it on anything. Or at least back when we were uh, keeping track of gold and stuff and i have seven i have a seventeen thousand recorded okay you think about fifteen thousand credits uh would cover his tab and get him back in good graces yeah that's just money i'll go ahead and and uh pay the balance all right very well uh as you enter into the building gore is obviously already gone uh i guess barry would watch you near the front door uh with your data pad as your drone comes back to you as you're there barry would Oh, um, greetings, Master Force. Did you have a good day off? Yeah, it was great. I watched the Jamak story. It was pretty awesome. Oh, that's good. I, I'm not much for historical movies. Are you familiar with that story? No, no, I'm, uh, I'm not. Oh man, and I will, I will regale him about the coolest parts, <laughs> <laughs> like the coolest action scenes. We end that night with the Fours telling Barry about the coolest parts of the movie you just watched. Uh, as he makes you a cup of green tea, Dosh enters in and listens for a while before going to bed for the evening. And that's where we'll end the day off. And you are now level five. Awesome. And as always, a special thanks to Nihilor for the both opening and closing music. The title of this session's music is Bigger. Bigger.